0: It's waiting on fries, that you don't get it, you don't, what do you mean you don't get waiting on fries? Hopefully the customer never hears waiting on fries, but... All this time on the entree and it's perfectly executed and then you're it's like, ready Fuck, to go. I forgot to fire the fries. I
1: just always use that when I forgot to put somebody's order in and I was like, hey, I'm just waiting on the fries, it's going to be two more minutes.
2: Realistically, I come back ten minutes with the food. Exactly. <laughs> they just know that their food's not there in the service and so they're still waiting on fries. I guess we're just waiting on fries. <laughs>
0: gonna be
1: a good day mm-hmm. <laughs> i can't get that in my head now we have to go back to not having that that way i could be productive again you know
0: no i like it. it's a you know it's a new quote-unquote season oh, it's
1: season. A, you know, a new season season season, we're in a new season. <laughs> yo nothing changed but it's a new season <laughs> i'm gonna <laughs> kill off half the cast guys yeah, couple, watch me out here you know
0: some new graphics we're fancy now
1: there you go very fancy Dude, we got some things to talk about today, all right? And I want to tackle all of them. Can we kind of just bullet list them real quick for, for the peoples? For the keep peoples here and things? Trying to keep
2: yourself a little organized? Yeah. I'm trying to be yeah, real why,
1: organized. Why not? We want to hit on the loyalty programs. Let because summer's around the corner, and you're going to be getting fresh people out of the house again. They might be looking to try new places. I want to highlight maybe some of the factors that go into loyalty programs. Are you okay with that? We could talk about that. Yeah, we should all definitely. Right. Let's highlight them. Also- we have a highlighter? Yeah. With- That was my mouth. (laughs) With the loyalty program, you needed to tell anybody that there's going to be people out looking for like happy hours too. Maybe we can incorporate and talk about things, but like happy hours have to change completely because we can't line up 50 guys at a bar anymore. You know what I'm talking about? Happy
2: hours might be a little different moving forward. Yeah,
1: especially since 50 guys is not
0: usually. Yeah, you want to make some some women in there.
1: Yeah, I yeah yeah. Otherwise, you got one of those bars. And then. We saw a crazy article out there about mask problems that were occurring here because employees are able to kind of just put on their own personality on their face, which for the record, or for the longest time, I should say, has never been able to be done. They said, take your eyebrow ring out.
2: Don't have blue hair. Don't trim your beard with a weird stripe in the middle. I think what you're getting at is that uh, dress code policies probably need to be updated a little bit. Super key. Correct. So, you know, uh, there's, you know I, there's I don't a lot to hammer down.
0: I think dress code policies are not clear in a lot of places. Sure.
1: Yep. And and that's a big
2: a big problem. They they're do very often clear. leave things the, open to interpretation. Yeah, they're ve- in they're over. very clear
0: in the bigger like corporate restaurants and like bigger chain restaurants they're they're very adamant about their dress code things. But I bet most of us don't have a
1: clear cut like Think about what goes into the big corporate restaurants. They've got big corporate money and big corporate lawyers. Big corporate handbooks. Correct. And those things are not only formulated just by some guy sitting in the top office, but I'm sure the lawyers overlook these things too and make sure that everything's literally to a T where they can't really suffer any future damages uh, if there is some type of issue. Well, you have to. Yeah, you have to make sure. Yeah, but you're not doing that, right? Mom and Pop restaurants aren't doing that. We have a we have a dress we have
0: a dress, we have a code. A dress code lawyer? We're not we're not
1: a lawyer, but okay, that's what I'm saying. We because? were very
0: we were very well, we have a lawyer, but we did not use a <laughs> lawyer to go over the dress code policy. We Which w- most just used common don't. sense, you know, like Yeah. Our right. dress code is not something where it's so <clears throat> like there's not a uh,
2: Is there a sock rule in your dress code?
0: Is there a sock rule? Yeah. No, there's not a sock rule.
2: Okay, so your dress code's not that intense. Yeah,
0: it's, it's not... Like, there's a lot of dress codes where you could get... You know, you're on the borderline of what could be construed as, you know, sexist or, oh. you know, racially aligned or something. Ours is not that. Ours is like, this is your shirt. You wear it with these jeans, not too many holes in it, and non-slip sneakers. So it's not...
1: There's nothing controversial about... Define or, not
2: too many holes, because that's kind of subjective. That's not, that's
1: not controversial, though. <laughs> you, you are not wearing the minimum nine pieces of flair. <laughs> do you want to be like Chad, or do you want to go over the top? But like, you know, if you're a
0: restaurant like a, like a Hooters or something like that? then you got to be really careful because they, they have, you know, you got to wear this. It
1: has to be, yeah.
0: you know, your shorts got to be this high. You got to wear these kind of leggings has to be this kind of color.
1: And that's another place.
0: They though. have to cover their tattoos and stuff like that. I
2: didn't know that. Yeah.
1: Lawyers are definitely looking over those handbooks to make sure that they're covered.
2: There's Dude, no
0: and Hooters got hell. sued.
1: Uh, I believe it probably multiple <laughs> times. I,
0: that's actually a long time ago. You know, it's a while back now The way they got to, it was a, it was a big deal that a, a, a male applied for a job as a, as a Hooters girl. Right. I remember this. And and they, they didn't hire him. Obviously. and because he's a male. Right. And they he sued them for gender discrimination. Right? And I'm I'm convinced that, that, that he did that intentionally going Just in. Just like seeking a yeah. payday. Because, you know, I mean we all know what Hooters is. If you know
1: Hooters is a place that mostly only hires females, uh, for the serving side of things. Right. And by mostly I mean only females for the serving so side of things. I
0: feel like if you're a male server at Hooters, you're really not gonna make any money. any money if you're if you're a person frequenting hooters and you get the mail server probably gonna gonna be, be upset. But, can we get somebody else <laughs> like gonna.
1: i i've got to say that uh, you know over they
0: changed the it to from servers now and now they're models that serve uh, and that allowed them to say hire. we're looking for this look yeah you know because if you're a model you're allowed to which is why all you know Instagrams. say we need
1: someone to look like this yeah that that makes some sense. Uh, in the summertime, working with the summer ops group in Governor's Island, their handbook um, was actually very very thick, and it was all online through a password protected area. You could go right into it, and you could download every single piece of the various handbooks: uh, the history of the company, what we're all about, the knowledge that you need to know for this place. The drink section and the the ingredients and the food section and the ingredients and then there was the handbook for your dress code Which was probably like a good three pages long But it was funny how they had everything so so specific to the point where you couldn't get away with wearing anything else Although it was nice they gave you two different options of types of clothing depending on the weather so you can wear a, a red beanie No logos, but it could be red Not a black beanie, not a gray beanie, a red beanie. You could wear socks if they had like a stripe on it. Uh, It was very specific. And what it did was it definitely made it look very professional, in my opinion at least, because everyone was wearing the same things all the time.
2: Red beanies and striped socks?
1: Well, it was uh, like a a boat-themed area for the most part, so everyone was kind of wearing these crew shirts and you know the stripes with the navy and the white across it. And then when the winter comes and gets a little bit colder, you could put a little zip-up up as long as it's plain.
2: So everyone looked in unison all the time. I appreciate that.
0: I knew Did they had a, have a sock rule at Manhattan?
2: Yep. Black what? socks, black shoes, black pants, whatever the color shirt that they were giving out at the time. Were your socks
0: generally exposed?
2: Sometimes. They could be. Yeah. Oh, okay. As a young kid.
0: Were you allowed to wear shorts or you had to wear pants? Had
2: to be black pants.
0: See, we even let you wear shorts in the yep. kitchen.
2: 17. I remember... Um, there was one guy who was almost done in Manhattan. He was um, he was going back to Korea, but on uh, one of his last days, he wore white socks. Like he forgot to change his socks. We all let him know that in, in the locker room before he went out there, and he didn't have any other socks. So his options were to take off his socks and try to color them in with Sharpie. It's not a good idea. So then the <laughs> socks go from being bright white to like a pale gray. I'm like Dongwoo, you're still gonna get in trouble for these, and he did instantly, like instantly. I mean, we're saying
1: all this now, also just because an, an article did come up uh with a space out west that recently had a lot of trouble because somebody walked in with a face mask that had a black lives matter logo on the side of it and you know we could take that into whatever context you want to sure however just think about all the times that you go out to any restaurant and you see servers having their own personality with their own face masks and These aggressive, Jokerish, big-teeth masks are being worn out there. Um, Of course, there's more subtle ones with just little patterns and whatnot. And the question then here is, if you let one server wear one mask out on the floor, who's to say that another mask can't be allowed? And this is where this whole problem stems from. And then, of course, now, since everything is propelled by racial issues and... Uh, everyone wanting to have a voice, now this has become a bigger problem with the specific Black Lives Matter mask, just because, obviously, everything going around us, but my question is, did this place maybe allow servers to wear any kind of mask they want prior, or did they say, hey, you have to wear a plain mask, and this person was breaking the rules? And then that further stems the question just of, do you have to go back and amend policies now because masks are a new accessory that people wear and we need to put some type of stipulation and rule on the type of masks?
0: Yeah, I think it's, I mean, we, we talked about this the other day and it's something that I guess we have to think about. Uh, we didn't even think about it in the, our restaurant until you, until we started talking about it the other day. And I was like, oh, maybe I do need to think about this. We haven't had anybody come in with an offensive mask or something like that, but.
1: And you never have a problem until you have a
0: problem. Actually, we had one came in with like a, uh, it wasn't offensive, but it was um, c- like a c- like a humor mask, right? Just, and I was, you know, I just said, let's just keep it generic, and I, I think that's the the way to go. And the, I, yeah, the Unless, easiest way around it is just brand your own masks and hand them out, and be like, you gotta wear your gotta wear these. Yeah. It's a restaurant name on it. These this is all you can wear, and take the choice out of it.
1: And it's not too expensive to have those made either. No, probably not. No. You could probably iron on five
0: six bucks a per. You want know, to iron on because you want it to last and and look presentable. But you know you're talking about five or six dollars per mask to get it done. Especially if you're if you're using somebody already that's already doing all your printing uniforms right and there. printing and stuff like that.
1: You know? And right now is the time, too, where people are going to start bringing guys back on board and get the hiring going for the
2: summertime. I
0: say
1: that, and we don't have our own masks branded at this point.
0: but Maybe maybe we should.
2: I remember yeah. my dad made me some masks, and I sent you pictures of them. when he was like oh, here and making them, and then you just never answered me. Nope. And then you saw it, and you're like, hey, where'd you get that? And I was like... Tch. You missed your chance. Yeah.
1: Your yeah I'm chance. okay with the not branding of the mask, though. He
2: made it out of the shirts, right? Yeah, because
1: yeah. I have so many shirts.
2: Shirts and aprons on my uh, Manhattan aprons.
1: Can't we just go with just a plain black mask? Well, I that's mean, what, yeah, twice we, as cheap. Well, that's what we did. We have the plain back, back. Plain
0: black mask, and we just hand them out. We have a case of them downstairs. Here's your black mask.
1: That's it. Yeah, I mean, Smokehouse itself is branded all over the place. When I was just in there the other night, he had the plexiglass uh, pieces up dividing the bar. He made those and by hand. Every single plexiglass piece had a Smokehouse logo yep. on the corner. I to check of it. myself, and and therefore, like, how much more branding do you need? Do you need to slap people in the mouth with the mask also being branded? Mm-hmm. That's yes. a nice. That's thing. a nice pun there. Oh, oh I didn't smack that. them in the mouth with a branded <laughs> mask. Smart. <laughs> Smart guy. But those are, you know, that's something to be thinking about going forward into the months where we're about to start bulking up on staff in all different places and you know robbing people from feeling like they're an individual yo you're here to work put your plain black mask on get out there team you know what i mean that's right that's what i'm talking about I'm, i feel that yeah get I'm, out there team i'm fully <laughs> on board let's do it let's make some money uh it, you know talking about other things and making money see so yeah, speaking of money how you gonna make? How you gonna make more of it by bringing some people more in? I don't you get, know. You gotta, you gotta
2: get the people coming back. Turn them into loyal customers. Actually, I say
0: don't know, but I looked up our numbers, just out of curiosity, to this point, because you know, last week we were coming at, it was exactly one year since we reopened after the fire, mm-hmm. right? And we tackled our biggest problem of 2020, <laughs> right? but, well, the but biggest um, problem thus far. Yeah. Well, what we thought was right. Yeah. So I wanted. To, I was just curious to see you know, how we were doing versus last year. And we're actually up, you know, from uh, January 1 to the same point in 2020. Our numbers are up from last year, and we're at half capacity. So I'm like, how are we doing this? Where did this come from? And it's basically the big jump is takeout. Yeah. And now our takeout business, which, you know, I don't want – it's a nice thing that's going to come out of this, is that we've now gotten the Mimarinic locations takeout back to where neuro was back to where neuro was and a lot of it has just been birthed from so much more takeout need over the last Higher year takeout demand over yeah course. like yeah. there's you know people that never got takeout before are now getting takeout and i think that gave it it gave it it, it gave it um access to like their routine mm. so it became part of the rotation of takeout options that maybe they never were before so while i don't think we're going to keep the escalated takeout I think it'll come back down to a level that was higher than it was when it, than it, it was started. before and that'll keep the keep the numbers good as we get the capacity start going back up. And the curfews get pushed back a little bit longer.
1: Hopefully. Yeah. I mean people aren't gonna be ready to come out for some time and still in talking to people that are out, they're still very hesitant to be out anyway.
0: And that's why I put those we put those partitions up at the bar because Just we, so- we anticipate the the uh, capacity restrictions to lighten up. Like not tomorrow, but some some point in the near future, mm. maybe like April or as the weather starts to break, and I don't think just because, just because we can doesn't mean people will. Yeah. I but I don't think people will feel comfortable sitting next to someone they don't know at a bar without just that yet. partition. Just be, just because they say, well, you're allowed to now. You know, I still think there'll be some hesitancy or whatever. So, we, you know, we put those up to get ready for when we're allowed to put more people at the bar.
1: Yeah, and I I agree with you there. Um, I actually went out the other day to check out my buddy Kev at Moon that just opened up in Greenwich. And it's like an Asian, uh, I guess, bistro we could say. And with that said, we sat at the bar area so we could watch the guys making sushi. And the partitions were so thin it must have been like five feet that my girlfriend and i had room to sit in where we were on top of each other so the poor waitress kept coming around to try to bring our drinks and our food and i was like this has to be very awkward for you like she was just leaning over in between me so hard to try to get these food and drink items down it was crazy so i mean obviously we need to squeeze as many people as we can in to make money on the business side but like at what point is it just uncomfortable where now you've added up another partition and everyone's just sandwiched in. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, we left a little space still. Oh, in you between. did. You did.
2: I yeah, yours are, yours are nicely spaced. But I mean, you got to do what it takes to make the people feel comfortable, comfortable enough to come out.
0: Well, And in New York, we're still stuck on the capacity restrictions anyway. So we're just kind of getting ready for when you could put more people. We can't generally. So there's still a lot of space there. You know, there's still a lot of, you know, we could fit 17, 18 seats at that bar one or 16 or whatever. Uh, and we're only allowed six or seven right now, so you got plenty of space. Plenty of space. Plenty of space at the bar.
1: So let me hit you with this, Just Nooms. Thirty-eight percent of high income consumers are restaurant enthusiasts. That means they make more than a hundred thousand. That makes sense. Now that's opposed to thirty-one percent of consumers that earn between fifty to a hundred K a year that say they're also restaurant enthusiasts. So the people that have a little bit more money, they're out a little bit more also because they can afford to do such, right? Makes sense. And now in these people coming out, we want to capture them. We want to capture them. We want to bring them back into our restaurants time and time again because they're there. They've got the leeway. They've got the cash to spend and they enjoy eating the food that you put out. So Just, you use a loyalty program in the restaurant that's coupled in with your POS. We yeah. do. Tell me about it. Tell me about it Just, please.
0: Um. So, it's a loyalty program.
2: <laughs> so, so no. when you're loyal, what do you get?
0: Yeah, so, um, it was introduced into our POS system that they put this loyalty program in a couple of years ago we started using it. And the way it works is you would give your phone number and, you know, the server could enter your phone number on your check every time you came in and every time that you spent money there, you would get points and it would end up getting to a reward. So, let's say you get... Um, let's say you get one point for every $15 you spend and then every 10 points you get $20 credit to the restaurant or something cool. like that. So, you know, basically you're giving a, a 20%, a little bit more than that. What is that? 150, 10 times 15 is 150. And then you get 20, we give 25 twenty five bucks every 10 points. So 25 into 150 is like, yeah, right around 20%, right? Yeah. So you get like a 20% bump every time you spend 150 bucks at the store which is kind of aggressive actually <laughs> um now you know but we thought it was a good way and you know we kind of use that instead of buybacks yep. and like those kind of things because you know buybacks are nice but I, I don't think they're i don't think they go as far as they used to especially not when you're a full service restaurant it's definitely a different gear when you're like a late night bar or, or a cocktail bar or whatever, where people are going just to have drinks or just to hang out or something like that. then a buyback has a little, makes a little more sense. But when you're a full service restaurant, you're going to eat dinner. You're going to have an appetizer. Your check average is probably higher than it is at a bar where you would get a bar buyback anyway, because you're going to eat an appetizer and have a couple of nice drinks or whatever. It made more sense for us to do it that way and yeah. take care of those customers. Then we don't have to worry about um, the rate at which we're, we're, we're giving buybacks, right? Because you're supposed to be rule of thumb, 3 3 drinks, fourth one, you know, you, you buy for them. Then you got to wait. as you have 3, now this is fourth, and there's like this rule and then some bartenders are like, "Well, he comes more often, so we're on a 1 to 1 buyback." No, we're not <laughs> on a 1 to 1 buyback. That should be. What case. are you talking about? That's ridiculous. You know? So, this was a much more uh, much easier way to control it. Uh, and the regular and the Regular customers or the regular guests that came in more frequently would, you know, call into that a little better than the Infrequent than the guests. average guest. You know, the average guest would come. It was kind of hard to like introduce it to people because you had to give your phone number and we had to enter it on the check, and it was a little clunky, whatever. And then uh, a year ago or, or so, they started doing it for the scan code, right? Actually, QR right, code. right before QR codes took the bump with COVID, that they introduced that QR code to the um, to the check. So our check would print out with a QR code and say, scan this code and earn points or whatever. Then we saw it start picking up a little bit more. And then through COVID, it was like, now now everybody's got this loyalty points. And what it does is it kind of locks the guest in a little bit. And you actually see their rate of frequency go up because they have they have points. And now they're seeing it, especially the ones that are ordering online now. And you have to kind of sign up. The first time you order online, you've signed up and put your account in or whatever. And then it pops in and they see on their phone number that they have these loyalty points they never even knew they had because they keep using the phone number. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all the time to- all the time they've been coming in, they've been using the phone number, and now they're downloading the app and doing the thing. And they're popping up and they're like, oh, I got like four $25 credits, and you just see that coming in. So that, I think, has worked, you know, nicely. And we don't mind giving the $25 credit every once in a while. Especially to
2: someone you know who's going to continue to come back.
0: Yeah, I mean, they spent, they spent money to get that credit, so I don't mind giving it back to them. They feel like they got a great value.
1: And it's better for the fact that they don't really have to do too much to get that because you're saying that they were able to receive loyalty that they didn't know they yeah. had anyway. Yeah, like It's one, not like you robbed them of it. One they of, they of our guests that have been
0: coming for two years, like twice a week, the other day I called him and I was like, you know you have all these points? He's like, what are you talking about? I showed him the screen. He's got like... 10 $25 credits, <laughs> like $250 worth of, of Smokehouse. That's hilarious. And he was like, oh, what? And he's been there every night this week since then. So he gets 25 you got, got bucks my off.
1: cable bill worth of points, <laughs> you know, sir, that you haven't used. You
0: can't. I mean, you can't pile them all up at once. So, you know, you can only use one per order. Yeah. So he just keeps coming back. And I'm like, all right, whatever. So how, how much of a high percentage of people are maybe using and this? And I think that's a better value, too, than a buyback. Like, I'd rather get 25 bucks.
2: That's an entire new check. Than right? a cocktail. Yeah.
0: You know,
1: well, I think it has to be presented differently at the bar, though. Uh, almost like I have to probably be verbally told, "Hey, listen, we don't do buybacks, but you need to scan this at the end because you're gonna have free well, money yeah, that's coming we, back to you." That's
0: what we do. Okay, you know, if we, if I wasn't there. If we're succeeding, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If our if our service is succeeding and explaining everything correctly, which is that's the that's the fallout point, right? We have every every server and every bartender has to explain it correctly. But if we're succeeding in that, then yeah, that's how it's presented. And then I'd rather get that than a drink. Like, don't buy me a drink, but I'll take $25 off my check. Yeah. Now, Absolutely.
1: with these accounts that exist for these people that are coming in and utilizing this, you now capture their phone number, you capture their name, you capture probably maybe an email in there if they were willing to if give it. If they put it
0: in. If the key is, and we were just talking about this in our manager, management meeting uh, this week, that, and this is when you get into all the other companies, and I know that's what you want, the direction you want to go here you're leading me with these questions um (laughs) right the the guest has to opt in for you to be able to harvest the data right so they always have to put in a phone number and email whatever for their order but the only thing that they can get when you when they put that information in is anything pertaining to the order that they just did so if they you know put their phone number, put their i can use their phone number to contact them by the order to make payments send them a receipt etc Unless they click the opt-in for marketing mm. check, I can't use, I can't send them uh, an email about like another another event or something like that.
1: Can you not go in the back end of? Uh, I mean, I guess you'd probably have to. It call doesn't let you pull the such. email unless they check it. So oh, yeah, yeah no, like I when that. I
0: go into the back end and say, "What emails have we collected, et cetera, for the week?" Yeah. the only ones that will show up yeah. are the ones that I, that have opted in. I'm Otherwise, just, I can't access. I'm it.
1: wondering if there's a better way to present that opt-in option to them that makes them more likely to say, "Yeah, sign me up for this." Well, shit. He, I
0: mean, what you do is make
1: it. You could auto. No one
0: likes to check it in. Check that box. <laughs> I no matter what you put no in. I could what's tell you like. Listed I it. could tell you check this box for a hundred dollars the next time you order, and you're like, "Nah, nah. I don't want an
1: email. Nah. Don't send
0: me a." freaking email dude yeah and i get that but
1: i totally get that but yeah
0: i mean you got to make it short and sweet and then the key is when you get someone to check that box you don't want to like
2: you don't abuse it
0: blast them with with stuff like if we're gonna send it we've been poor at running our email marketing campaign and it's one of our focuses is to kind of get better at that and being more consistent but even inconsistent we're talking about once maybe twice a month correct you know that we'll send a you know maybe like the first first week of the month, say hey, hey squad, this is what's going on for this month. We got this event, that, I'm gonna come check this out, blah, 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 whatever, and then if there's something pressing that we want to get out, we'll send a second one that month, otherwise it can wait till the next email. Because yeah. if you start getting one every day, or even once a week, it's, it's it's a little bit, well, I guess once a week's not that bad if it's a specific content, right? Like If you
2: have something new going on once a week that's worthy of talking yeah, about. Yeah,
0: you know, but, but Some of them send like.
2: And those are high turnover. Those are
1: high turnover rate emails that are coming to you where they're losing subscribers just as quick as they're picking up subscribers. For them, that's a wash. Yeah. And they know that maybe they're only going to get people to purchase once or so. They try to hit them with the second one coming in. You'll see your open rate go up and down, though. And that's what you got to pay attention to. Completely. So
0: ours runs that. We, like our last two emails, which I started trying to get better, we. So, uh, we sent one out for the bourbon dinner that we did and we sent one out for the Valentine's Day brunch and both of them averaged at like almost 40% open
1: rate and 30% is averageish is that the number no i think it's way lower i, I was i lower. was very happy with it i thought the it. open rate was higher but the actual engagement the click through was far lower
0: i from what i i could be wrong on maybe let's look it up look it up and figure it out i thought the yeah. open rate is like 20% okay you know average so yeah. i was i was extremely happy with like, 37 40% open rate Oh, sure. And then and then the click rate through, like click to go to the website, was about 25% through from that. So And that's great.
1: That's not too bad. You know? Mm-hmm. And the thing, too, though, let's look at the psychology of the open rate. And, you know, I'm dealing with this, obviously, with the cocktail garnish, too, where we've harvested all the emails and we've made a conscious decision also, like you said, not to really send emails out multiple times in a month. You know, twice a month is great. I think we wound up doing a third with Valentine's Day because that was, again, like you said, Nooms, a very specific item that was going out. Right. And with that, now, you know, this thing's been around for, what, two months? And we've harvested about 100 emails um, to the email list. And what we opted to do was give value. And that's how you get somebody to not unsubscribe is by giving them value in that email that comes into them. So I make sure that Rosetti, every single time he sends one of these things out, has a cocktail recipe in there that's easy enough for somebody to get. Of course, along with a little link at the bottom that says, hey, take 10% off if you get a line bag for this cocktail, right? And with that, then they don't feel like they're necessarily being sold to. They feel like they've just gotten a new recipe to maybe try out in the home bar. Uh, furthermore, I want to include a little article or story in there that is relative to make sense that lets somebody say, oh, that was a nice email. I didn't get hard pitched. You know what I mean? And I think with the restaurants, the same thing. You don't necessarily want to pitch people too hard about coming back when you send them out and they go in my email box. Just I smile because a, we do this for a living, right? And secondly, I like to see, oh, he's using it and there's an event coming up and Smokehouse is now in the top of my head again. And I consciously know how long it's been since your last email blast because I remember clicking it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's been a while. And so <laughs> I, I think there was,
0: well, now it's dinner. Been, now you've gotten two this year, but yeah. before that was, it's been a while.
1: Correct. So yeah,
2: you're when I see this summer, for the Berman dinners when we were yeah, doing, yeah. yeah. I remember getting those. You emails.
0: know, the other important thing is really just looking at your unsubscribe, right? Yeah. Because if you're unsubscribing, you're losing eyes and then that, and that hurts. It's naturally going to happen. But though. even if you don't get the open, if you don't get the unsubscribe, it means somebody saw a smokehouse and whatever you threw in that subject line and deleted it, but at least they read the subject line. You know, oh. and they said it. So that was the other thing is you want to want to have a very uh, pur- purposeful subject line. Right. So even if they don't open the email, they'll remember like, I saw something,
1: you something know, smokehouse something smoke out something. And, you know, subconsciously you could send them somewhere. I'm a big fan of using the description box. Uh, if you haven't used email blast before, two big companies that are out there make it easy for you. MailChimp, Constant Contact. Uh, You can both have free platforms with them where they'll just put their logo at the bottom. I don't think anybody really cares if they see the logo at the bottom. But I like using the catchy, uh, the description under the subject where you start writing the sentence and you feel like it's gonna go somewhere and then get to the point where, oh God, I gotta know now. And then you don't even put a period. You just stop the sentence mid-sentence. That (laughs) always gets the click through. People wanna know. What's the Family Guy episode? where they were like, Peter, you could have a million dollars or you could have whatever's in this box. This box. Yeah. And he takes the box. He's <laughs> like, I have no idea what's in the box. I got to find out. So, it, you gotta know, sellers not in that principle. Uh, but yeah. I, I so, and that- then
0: you mentioned the other companies, right? So, we started looking at, you know, we looked at other POS companies basically for integration and all this kind of stuff that went in, um, went into it and to see, you know, how barbaric is our, is our system versus the technology that's on other systems and how could it be better? Not just on the information harvesting side, but the reward side, getting people to scan the code or being able to pay or not having to download an app. Like for instance, toast, you you can do a lot of things without downloading an app. It's just direct to whatever the consumer is trying to get. So for instance, for ours, you scan the thing, you have to download our app to pay for the pay for the meal toast one you scan it it goes right to your check you pay for it you don't have to download an app you don't have to sign up a thing and those are those points i
1: think also does that yeah
0: those are those point of um points of friction that you want to eliminate to get to the end product because every time you have to stop that's where you you risk losing
1: the sale yeah let me catch you on that too and when you're doing anything making it as easy for somebody to do is the way to go. And with that said, I tried to vote for three chefs the other day in that uh, whatever the chef voting thing circulating mm. is. And I was like thinking it was a different website or something. And I clicked it and it said, well, load in all your information, blah, blah. blah. And I'm like, why don't you just fucking take my Apple Pay, please? Right. And like there was no option to do that, that which I, was well, you obnoxious. Just, I just had a guest
0: last night. And I guess and this is where it comes up too. They updated the app that RPOS uses, right? Mm. So they updated it at a guest sitting at the bar, and he's like, oh, man, it's so far. I was like, what's the matter? He's like, I got to keep entering my card because the app, it updated it, and now it doesn't have my card saved anymore. Yeah, that and happened was, to us
2: when we were there on New Year's. Yeah,
0: and and I was like, did it save it now? He's like, no, now you have to enter it every time. And I'm like, well, this is not good because I'm going to lose... Uh, the ease. You know, you're going to use the, lose the ease. And this guy obviously knows the app. He's already done the work. He's put his information in. He has the app. He uses the app. You know, he knows his way around, and now he's getting frustrated. I so said, I'm going to lose this guy's ease of thing. He likes how easy this is, and he doesn't want to take out his wallet every time he sits there. Yeah. You know, like that kind of thing. So I called the PS. I was like, yo, you got to figure this out. This guy's mad, and he's, he's the one I heard. I don't know how many I didn't hear. You know, that, you know. Correct. Have
2: the same frustration. Do they acknowledge something that they knew about and we we're like going to yeah, fix? That's the problem with these things. They're like,
0: oh, we'll put it on a, we'll put a ticket. You know, we'll make an order ticket. We'll
2: make an order ticket. You know, you and, know? and then they
0: only get, get to, it to it if enough people complain about it. Yeah. And I, now I'm relying on everybody to realize it's a problem.
1: I'm like, they're not going to realize it as fast <laughs> as I realize it. Justin's got a petition circulating <laughs> with about 300. Yeah. I'm 76. like, y'all <laughs> have to sign this
0: call right now and tell them we need this <laughs> in this thing. But um, the the big thing with those other. Other companies. There's a lot of third-party companies that are saying they can do your online online ordering and stuff if you don't have a native online platform with your with your POS system. So there's there's a bunch circulating around that said we could do your online ordering or you know we could do this and we could do that. The thing you don't realize is that they're they're now controlling the opt-in, the opt-in click, mm. and they're controlling the information, and that's why they want you to sign up, right? Because at some point, we know this is a data game, and now they're harvesting all the information. They're harvesting all the customer data, customer data, um, the order order practices, you know, trends of what people are ordering and stuff like that. And let's say you you decide you don't want to use that company anymore. All that emails, it. all that information, that's their information that you were, you know. Using them, them to gather that they gathered and you're paying for them. So instead of you getting all this information, now you want to cut ties with that company. You lose access to all of those guests that they, they harvested for you and, and all that information. And they keep that information and now they can you know repurpose it somewhere else, sell it. However they're going
1: to sell it. I don't know, but it's a tough thought to figure out how to circulate around. Um, like we don't need to sell the data. But I want to keep want the to keep emails, yeah. you know? But they are selling the data, Definitely. probably to Seamless, probably to DoorDash and companies like that. And,
0: and you, cause you remember when we spoke to uh, John and Morgan, correct. they talked about, they searched the uh, trends, yeah. right? And they said, what are the, what are people eating most on these platforms? And that's, they kind of like targeted their, their menu a little bit towards those things. And that, where do you think that information is coming from there? Yep. You know, they're right. harvesting it from somewhere.
2: Makes sense.
1: Yeah. Uh, news. Can we get out of here? i got some things to do.
2: <laughs> Don't forget to smash that like and subscribe button because, you know, algorithms.